he said that he's a heavyweight. So when he comes to the word, he 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 is actually speaking to people who are heavyweights. So what I will call this is the warm-up. It's to loosen up your arms, to loosen up your legs. You know when you're going to the gym, right? You loosen up your arms, you loosen up your legs, you loosen up everything so that when you are beginning to lift weight, you can lift weight effectively without being injured. You know there are people that try to lift heavy weight and then they break their neck. Do you get what I mean? Because the weight was too heavy for them. So what I would call this is just a warm-up to be able to lift heavy weight. And I was always, I'm in the morning, I wake up just scratching my head. Okay, where are we going to go today? What, what, what does God want us to address? You know, and today is going to be one of the most simple, one of the most simple but effective um, scopes. And I hope to be about 45 minutes in terms of just talking to you and reminding you about certain things so that it will warm you up for the revelations we will see, we will receive this week. So let's start with scriptures this morning and let's go straight. This morning we're existing or we're dwelling in John chapter 15. We're going to dwell in John chapter 15. And if I know most times this is a breakfast morning scope. So if you don't have your Bible, let me tell you something in the niv translation or the new king james translation john chapter 15 is one of the very few scriptures where all the writings in that scripture is read is read so it means that whole scripture is jesus talking to his disciples so i want us to start with this by the end of the week we're actually going to get into crowds and influences that's what we want to do by the end of the week we're going to go to crowds and influences. The simple first thing about crowds is, and you will know this, so it's a reminder, crowds don't climb mountains. Crowds don't climb mountains. So what do you have to be? What do you have to register in your mind? That you as an individual are a mountain climber. In fact, let's start with our favorite scripture. I think this is going to be my leadership scripture, Mark chapter 4 verse 13. Yes. I think that's what I'm always going to start all my leadership scopes on. Every time I come up in the morning, you're going to get used to hearing Mark chapter 4 and then until you sleep one day and like Pastor Nasha, I you will hear you will be making the the cup of tea, but you'll just be hearing and this is the source of change. This is the source of change. This is the source of change. So let's start this morning. Mark chapter 4 straight to verse 13. And he said to them, mm. Do you not understand this parable? Yeah. How then will you understand all the parables? Mm. The sower sows the word. The sower sows the word. Remember that? That the sower doesn't sow money. The sower sows the word. And the word then brings a produce, a harvest, that we might either say is financial increase, is this, is that. But I keep having to come to this scripture first to keep reminding you that the first thing in life that you will ever encounter if you want to move is called the word. But today, I want to talk to, to you about the word and what the word is because my first statement to you is this. Anybody that's going to lead successfully and take nations when it comes to God and mountains is the person that understands this one principle. My home is God's heart and God's home is my heart. Yes, Let me say that again. 
my home is God's heart and God's home is my heart. I'm going to say that one more time. My home is God's heart and God's home is my heart. So when he sows the word, God sows the word in, in, with an intention of being able to move in to your house. You know, one of the things we've touched last week was the mind, but this week I feel like I'm going to sit around the heart. Remember the first, look, the first house, remember I said it last week, you will keep is your mind. But the first home you will make is in your heart. You know there's a difference between a heart, a house and a home. House is for capacity. Home is for family. Are you still with me this morning? House is for capacity. Capacity exists in the mind. Home is for family. So when you, God wants a home in your heart. You know, I was saying, I was saying it. No, let's read the scriptures first so that we know. Let's read. So we'll go. So we've heard the sower sows the word. You know, I will always start with that in the morning. The sower sows the word. So every time you're looking for the source of change, the source of change will be inside of the word. You don't need to go out of the outside of the word to find change. So I say, and I will continue to say, when I want to, when I want to change the world, I look into the word. So I can look, I can change my world by this word. I don't need to go outside. I don't need to even look at a business plan to change my world. I just need to change what I look at, which is the word of God. But this, so we've dealt with the sower souls word. John chapter 15 um, this morning, and let's read it. NKJV, sir. NKJV. Okay, go for it first. I am the true vine. Yeah. And my father is the vine dresser. He says, I am the true vine. So the first thing to establish when you read, remember all of these um, verses that we're about to read, Jesus is the one saying it. And he says, when he's talking about number um, leadership 101, the first thing he's saying is, I am divine. I am, he didn't say I am divine. He said, I am the true vine, the real vine. So the first thing you need to understand about vines is that there will be many of them. People attach themselves to many different worlds, but they're not, those worlds are fake vines. They're not the vines that we attach ourselves to because he says, read that scripture again. I am the true vine. He said, I am the true vine. So you've got to be attached to a true vine to thrive in a fake world. That's what you have to understand because most things you're going to see around you is fake. So he says, I am the true vine. So there are fake vines. There are vines that will be appealing, but it's fake. You know that lady that you copy your, 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 your look from? That lady you copy your look from, but inside of her is a whole bunch of fakeness. Said so because she does makeup and she looks beautiful. That's not a true vine. That's a fake vine. Because even though she's looking beautiful and she's smiling, inside of her is bitterness and sadness. Inside of her is depression. So you can't follow that vine because that vine is a fake vine. But Jesus said, I am the true vine. And he said, my, vine, my father is the vine dresser. I love this scripture, you know. My father is the one that dresses the vine. So one thing that that already establishes is the responsibility. You attach yourself to Jesus, but you see the issue of your growth belongs to God. 
Because Jesus is not the one who dresses the vine. God is. So let's look at it. So he says, I am the vine. NIV says what? I am the true vine. Mm -hmm. And my father is the gardener. And my father is the gardener. Now we're getting closer to the this job description of God. So he's a gardener. You know what a gardener does, right? We're going to see it in scriptures. I love this scripture. I'm just warming up, but I want to take it verse by verse. So it says, Jesus is the real vine, the true vine, but my father is the, is the gardener. He's the one that comes in and inspects the vine. So, you know, Jesus is like that guy that loves everybody and he wants everybody to do well, but the father comes in and says, nah, not this one. He says, my father is this. Let's look at the message in that same first verse. Definition of vine dresser. Okay, definition of vine dresser. Let's A do it. A person who prunes trains and cultivates vines so the prune the person who prunes trains and cultivates vines the lord said to my lord sit at my right hand the person who prunes trains and cultivates vines so all of a sudden now jesus is divine but the cultivator is god god is sitting over jesus's life or jesus's people to now cultivate them to be nation takers. So you cannot be a nation taker without being connected to the true vine. Let me tell you, somebody that is a money man without being connected to the vine, right? The true vine, because you can be connected to the vine called money. But if you don't connect your money to the true vine, you're just a, you're just a money man. You're not a nation taker. So he says now that your fa my father is the cultivator, the one who trains and prunes and cultivates the vine. But then let's see what the message says. I am the real vine. Yeah. And my father is the farmer. I am the real vine. But, but my father is what? The farmer. What does the farmer sow? The word. Yeah. He sows the word. So let's read on in the NI or the NKJV, whatever you want to read on. But let's get more into John chapter 15. Every branch in me mm -hmm. that does not bear fruit, yeah. he takes away. He says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit. He didn't say that does not stay. He said that every branch in me that does not bear fruit, my father cuts away. So now... I want you to know that in the, in, the, in the process of leadership, there is a point of cutting off. There is a point where the gardener would look at the vine and the branches, the branches growing outside of the vine. I mean, inside of the vine, he will look at the branches growing inside the vine. And then at that point, he's going to say, this one needs to be cut off. Remember, all these branches that he's talking about, whether they will be cut off or whether they will be cut back, all these branches he's talking about, they're all inside of the vine. So to be inside of the true vine is still not enough. There is, a, there is something that needs to happen in your process that even though you're inside of the vine, there's something that you do that makes you bear fruit because... One of the things I would always say is that it is good to be a pastor, but a pastor without fruit is just a branch about to be cut off. It is good to be a minister. It's good to be happy, clappy in church, but a happy, clappy man without fruit is about to be cut off. 
Because God did not say the branch that exists in the vine will remain. He said every branch that is inside of this true vine already, but does not bear fruit, will be cut off. So I said, this is another thing. It is either I am cut off or I am cut back. There will always be a cutting, but it's either I'm cut off or I'm cut back. So I'm looking at everybody now and I'm saying to you, yeah, 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 it's good. It's good that you know how to worship when worship is going on or it's good that you know how to sing when singing is going on or it's good how, that you know how to pray when they tell you to open your mouth and pray in tongues. It's good that you do all of those things. But let me tell you something, all of those things without fruit only leads to a cutting off. That's mad, right? So he says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit. This branch, what amazes me about this scripture is that this branch is in Christ. It's already in Christ, but he says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit will be cut off. So now let's read on. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, mm. while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. So every branch that does bear fruit. So you've got to really look at your life now. You've got to look at your life. And let me tell you the first form of, you know, you cannot have fruit without seed. Let me just stop and say that. You cannot have fruit without seed. So, I'm looking at the seed somebody is given. And I'm looking to see whether this seed is progressing. And because you see, the progress of your seed is the, fa it is the evidence of fruit. You know, you can sow one seed, right? But by the time you sow that seed and it becomes a fruit, inside of that fruit will be what? Many seeds. So I'm looking at the progress of somebody's seed and I'm saying the progress of your seed is the evidence that there's been fruit. Remember it says here, every branch in me that bears, that bears fruit, I will prune so that it can be much more fruitful. So please listen to me today and let me now go into the leadership stuff. Crowds do not eat off of seed. They eat off of fruit. So people will not gather around your seed. They will gather around your fruit. So we can be a seed church to, our, to God, but we must be a fruit church to the world. I'll say that again. We can be a seed church to God. So we are God's seed, but the world's fruit. I hope you still have your notepad. And said, so, so I am God's seed, but I am the world's fruit. Have you ever seen somebody gather around this seed and say, wow, I just love this seed. It's so beautiful. Look at what it will become. You know, like the question that was asked yesterday, you know, the, when they said, oh, uh, um, I don't really like who my man is now, but I like who he will become. You know, <laughs> as if they're going to sow the man for the man. If you don't like who he is now, leave him. Simple. Don't, don't, don't bank. Why are you doing this? What is it? Why are you keep sending me pictures? What's the problem? Ah, guy, not once, now twice. 
sorry guys i don't even know where we was like no so so the guy sent me pictures again that what don't blame me you know send me pictures again like I, i'm preaching midway all i see is accept accept what so see this process fruit is okay thank you so see this see this process fruit is fruit is fruit is result just anything that says tell me die or there don't send it to that okay and he would look at me like ah, what did i do i'm thinking did i did i send it to myself sorry guys let me just let me just relieve let me empty it if i can empty it then we'll go back okay so madam if you don't like who the man is now wait for him to become a fruit if that's what you're looking for the farmer doesn't go to the field and say ah i don't like the way the seed is now but oh yeah what he will become morning sir charlie charlie good morning i i don't know if they've added you the way you want it to be added but um but i hope everything has been sorted out so 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 like uh, minister christiana said seed is is process fruit is results so i am a seed to god but a fruit to the world you gotta always understand that simple thing because crowds do not gather around seed god does the farmer sows the word so wherever god sees seed he sees that as a as an opportunity to sow something do you understand so he's looking at who can i sow next but then the world is looking for where they can eat next do you understand so have you ever heard the word eat my words so and I, that's even scripture but i'm not going to go there just yet so as a leader now i must understand this process crowds don't gather around seed crowds gather around fruit so i've got to be a seed for for god but at a point the process will take me to results because god knows that the crowd gathers around fruit so now we're looking at a scripture that says look i am the i am the um vine you are the branches any branch in me that does not bear fruit you know why he says that because he knows that crowds won't gather if the branch don't bear fruit what do birds run to fruit birds run to fruit so you would you see a bird on a tree where there's no fruit no you won't see a bird on a tree where there's no fruit so if there's a if there's fruit on the tree you will see that birds gather there so it's good to be a seed church inside in the eyes of god but you've got to be a fruit church in the in the eyes of the world remember i told you yesterday that paul began to praise i mean not yesterday last week that paul began to praise the Thessalon, the church in thessalonica because he said that your faith has proved pro, produced solid achievement fruit I know and says and the you know what people do they hide behind the fruits of the spirit and the fruits of the spirit is um peace i have the fruit of the spirit until somebody really tries you if you got the fruit of the spirit move into a trap house let's see your fruits there but that's why i also love the trap house because the trap house is a place where you can actually test somebody's fruit and i've always subscribed to this 
I've always subscribed to the fact that actually, if you want to have fruit in the physical, you must first of all have fruit of the spirit. So fruit of the spirit is to be able to say you have peace. Then with that peace, you go and trade peace. But let me tell you, the best way to grow, grow fruits is to exist in a trap house. Because, oh boy, oh boy, people will really test if you are dead. It's like some people are just there prodding you on your head. Prodding you. So, so move into a trap house. Let somebody, you know, some people say, I just don't like when people snore. But then now the person you sleep to snores. You know the funny thing I've seen? People that say, I don't like when people snore, but you then catch them sleeping and they're snoring. And you wonder how. <laughs> so, because, and then, you know, when you catch them snoring, then when they wake up, you're like, my guy, you were snoring. He said, I don't snore. But how do you know you were busy in dreamland? So, <laughs> that's, just, uh, that's just a by the way. So, remember this. You are, the, you are a seed to God, but a fruit to the world. Worst crime. <laughs> people are acting people, you know. I'm not going to call out that day. That's a, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a soldier. But these are the, these are the, those are the worst crimes that are committed. <laughs> said, I don't snore. But we, but we just saw you snoring now. So these fruits, remember them. People do not gather around seed. You must be sown, but from the sowing, remember, please remember, these, these branches were in Christ. It wasn't that they left Christ. They were in Christ, but they were not fruitful. So God says that any branch that is not fruitful in Christ, right, would then be cut off. And guess what? Christ is not responsible for the cutting off because he's divine. God is the farmer. God is the one that will say, look, I've had enough. I'm cutting this off. Or I'm cutting this back because I love the way it's growing. So, so as much as we love to worship Christ, growth belongs to God. Let's read on because I don't want to park just here. I, this is not my topic today. My, my topic is a bit further down. Go for it. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Yeah. Abide in me, yeah, and I in you. Mm -hmm. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, now we're seeing the secret to, to actually, to take to nation taking. Let me just be honest. How do you be? How do you become a a a fruit to the world by abiding? You know, we thought becoming a fruit to the world is when I get on my mountain tomorrow, right? I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And that's what's going to make me the, the, the nation taker I need to be. But you see, have you ever gone to a tree? Or have you ever been walking past a tree? You know if you were walking past a tree, right? And you just heard the tree go, mm, ah! And then all of a sudden you're asking the tree, ah, tree, what are you doing? And then the tree says, I'm just trying to bear fruit. Can I give you one simple instruction this morning? Or one simple tip this morning. Bearing fruit. If you're struggling to bear fruit, then you're struggling in general. I'm going to say that again. If you're struggling to bear fruit, then you're struggling in general. Do you know why? And I must make this known. I think the first fruit that people will see is the God entrusting them with people. 
The first fruit that you should be experiencing in your life is God entrusting you with people. It is not money first. It's people. The biggest fruit that God will want to give to people is more people. You know, and that's why when we will always hear PT say, Romello should have 30 more Romellos. Why? Because does a orange seed that you sow give, um, bring out an apple? No. So what do you, what is your first fruit that you will bear? Your kind. I hope you understand that trail of thought. So, uh, Pastor Dorothy just popped up now. Pastor Dorothy will, she, if she's bearing fruit, she will, she will birth more lawyers. More people like her and then more first class graduates, more, more, more people interested in the legal field. These are the things that when you're talking about bearing fruit, because somebody will say, bearing fruit is becoming successful. No, bearing fruit is the ability to replicate your kind. So he says, any branch in me, because any branch in me that does not bear fruit, I will cut off. So listen to this now. God's ability or God's system of bearing fruit, first of all, starts with people. If you're a prayer person, you will birth more people that pray. You will birth your kind. Why? Because that's the ability to bear fruit. But what does he say about the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. If you're a sower, you will birth more sowers. Why is this important for nation taking? Do you remember last week, PT said explicitly, you do not take, you do not bring your mountain into your home. You take your home to your mountain. Please don't forget what I said at the beginning. House is for capacity. So when you talk about house, you talk about the size of the house. But when you talk about home, that is for family. So, so now God says here, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you will bear fruit because the, the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. So he said that you basically, if you want to go and be a fruit to the world, the first thing you need to be able to do is you need to be able to get used to abiding. So one of the things we're going to have to do is we're going to have to actually look at the definition of abide. So please, if you're thinking of leadership, don't think I'm going to tell you about work rate and working hard. No, I'm going to tell you about the God's system into moving us forward and moving us upward. So let's look at the definition of abide and then we'll take it from there. To continue permanently or in the same state. So look at this. When, when God says abide in me, he's talking about to continue permanently. Oh my days. You know, if you, listen, what you're sent to do is to go and make a home on the mountains. But if you don't know how to abide in the home, you will not be able to go and create a home. Do you understand that? You can go and move in. Let me tell you, the mountain already has a house. You go and move into that house and develop a home. Because look, you cannot, you cannot take over the mind on that mountain until you, you cheat by making a home there. If you make a home, you will get to the house. David made a home in the cave called Adullam. Just in case you don't understand what I'm saying. David made a home with the family that came to come and meet him in the cave called Adullam. But that, <laughs> oh my days. 
But that home that he made will then make him king over the house of Israel. Oh my God. Are you still with me? So the home that he made in the cave called Adullam will make him king over the house of Israel. So please also remember that house is different from home. So he says to continue permanently in, in God, in abiding in him. And I'm still going to get to the place of how do you abide in God? How much time do I have? A bit more, 20 more minutes. So he says, how do you get to the place of abiding God, abiding in God? And that's where we need to get to. But first of all, we need to understand that to abide means to continually, to continue permanently in a in an address or a state. Now, listen to this. One of the hardest things for people to do is to continue. You know, for me, when I hear start, you know, we had an awesome day yesterday, right? And it was titled start. Start is not the hardest thing. You know what the hardest thing is? Continuing. You know, one day we're going to look back at May 17. And we're going to look back at that day based on how we continued. You know, when we look at Lancaster House, right? Or the day that they shot Lancaster House. The only reason why we praise it so much. The only reason why we talk about it so much is because of how we continued. So he says, continue permanently in a certain state. You can, you can start in, in, in wherever you are in the nations at the moment. You can start there, but start is not the issue. It's continuing. The reason why we talk about Jonah as one of the people that actually is, 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 a, is, is one of those prophets that you say his life ended with a question mark because of how he continued. It is the worst thing for your life to end with a question mark because you start things but you don't continue. So how do you know somebody that's abiding? Their ability to continue. So now you look at this person and after a while, let me tell you, the world has taken this. You can abide in a vine called your business plan. And if you abide there, you if you abide there and you will still do well, you will still bear fruit, but it's just that your fruit will be fake. But people will still come around that fruit. But God says, abide in the real vine. The real vine that every, every time it is tested, it will stand the test of time. Oh my days. You may, you may have just missed that. It says every time it is tested, through every generation that it is tested, it will stand the test of time. What fake vines will do is that it will stay for a while. But then after it stays, something will test it and remove it. But the true vine, the real vine, when it is tested by time, it stands. So now we're talking about your life and we're saying that when god tells you to abide in the real vine it is because he's asking you to continue continue permanently but let's see what else it says about the definition of abiding to rest or to dwell i love it so you want to go to your mountain you want to go to the industry look let me tell you something don't go there without knowing the place of rest Because you will not create a place of rest. What does the world need right now? Rest. If you look at the world today, if you look at the nations, if you look at NHS, what are they in search of? They're in search of rest. 
There is such a rest. But why are we not providing rest to the nations yet? Because you haven't, you haven't, you haven't rested all my days. You haven't rested in the vine. Read the John, abide in me again now. Now we can read abide in me. We're still going to come back to the definition. Abide in me uh -huh. and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself yeah. unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So now, remember, it says rest in me all my days. Before, you, do you know, have you ever been restless before? Have you ever been agitated before? Now you see what God is doing. You'll see that because you, you're going to have days where you're trying to, God will bring you to a place where you're trying to take over a certain mountain or you're trying to go to the next level of finances. And if you don't have a resting place, a place where you can rest, a place where you, you know this place as your resting ground, he says rest in me because people are going to come to rest in you. You don't understand. When you get to the mountains, people will want to rest in you. But they can rest in you because you rest in God. Rest in me and I will rest in you all my days. You see the secret weapon for leadership on the mountains. It is you resting in God and God resting in you. So do you see what I'm saying? Now look at the issue here. Do you know if God comes to the home called hearts, if he comes to the home called heart, do you know what God will meet at the moment? I said this. Imagine, imagine you heard Pastor Toby is coming to your home. My days. Imagine, you know what you would do, right? You'll be shouting up and down. Pastor Toby, all the leaders, all the family heads that are watching right now, right? If you if you if the Pastor Toby was coming to your house or your home today, ah, oh, come and see problem. Even the the dirt in the corner, or Pastor Lucy was coming, the dirt in the corner of your house, you'll say, ah. Why is that that there? Why is this there? Da, 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 da. You know how you start behaving as if your house is, and then you pretend as if your house is always this clean. Ah, yes, uh, sir, we keep a very good order in this house. Now, that happens, right? Why? Because your man of God is coming to your house. Your man of God is coming to your house. But now God says, oh, now listen, let me, before I even get to God, now, so then, real home improvements, exactly. You will start doing home improvements. But now, the, now another issue is, when you get, when he comes into your house, you're going to create a quiet place. You're going to create a quiet place in which he can sit down. You're going to serve him tea, this, that, and the other, whatever his, his beverages are. If you don't have money that day for refreshment, maybe you don't even keep refreshment in your fridge before. But that day you will keep refreshment. Say, so, sir, can I get you anything to drink? Um, we have tea, we have coffee, we have Ribena. We even imported Nigerian Fanta from, from Madagascar. Um, we've done everything. What, what do you want? Every beverage under the sun will be in your house that day. Because nobody is going to have the... the you're not going to have the time of... Oh, you're not going to have the... <laughs> Some people would know why I'm saying Madagascar. But, so, you're not going to have a day where, oh, Pastor Toby is coming to my house and I don't have refreshment. So, all of a sudden, you've now got refreshment. You've put him in a quiet place. Now, let me stop there and ask you. When God 
comes to rest in your home called your heart, will he find peace there? Just, uh, just a question. Or will he find your desire to become this there? And all of a sudden, God is in a room with many other desires that exist in your heart. So remember, it is not just that you rest in God. God wants to rest in you. So he's looking for a rest of place. The son of man has no place to lay his head. Oh my days. Because he needs to lay his head in the home called the heart. He said foxes have dens, um, birds have nests. But the son of man has no place to rest his head. Because where does he need to rest? In your heart. But what does, what does he come, when he comes to your heart, what does he find? Finds ambition there. Finds anxiety there. He finds worry there. He finds this there. He finds that there. So all of a sudden, God is resting in a room full of noise. The least noisiest place should be your heart. That's where the least noisiest place should be. In fact, we've got a scripture that we need to quickly branch to. Proverbs chapter 4. The least noisiest place. Because imagine, I just said it. Imagine you, Pastor Toby came to your house, right? And there was just music playing in the room that you, you put him into. It was just banging. Big speakers. Boom, boom. You know, forget, forget Afrobeats, Electron. Um, what's that? Electro music. Yeah, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> you know, you know when this, you know those things that they show you the interrogation, um, um, the interrogation methods of the CIA, and 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 you know when they want to really interrogate somebody for hours, they will just leave them with loud music. So, so, so now when God gets to your heart, right? When God gets to your heart, it's like an interrogation zone. Instead of it being a resting place. So now when you get to the mountain, when you talk to people, they feel interrogated instead of them feeling like they just found rest. Torture methods. Exactly. Exactly. The torture methods, they will just leave you with loud music for now, for long, because they know that's the way to break you down. Some people's hearts wear down God. Mm, so so now I'm leaving. I'm going. I can't handle this. Did we, Proverbs chapter 4, 20 something. From verse 27. Okay, from verse 20, go for it. My son, mm -hmm. pay attention to what I say. Pay attention to what I say. This is, listen, remember I said to you, we're talking about abide. Pay attention to what I say. How do you abide? The first secret to abiding is attention. Pay attention. You know people don't pay attention. They're so used to words that they don't want to pay attention to those words anymore. The minute you lose attention, you lose abiding. Pay attention to what I say, yes. Turn your ear to my words. Turn your ear to my words. Okay, I'll allow her to read so that we can get back to John 15. But pay attention to my words, yes. Do not let them out of your sight. Do not let them out of your sight. I'm, I'm talking about the foundation to abide. I said it yesterday. You know the hardest thing to do, right, is to move into a house. I don't know if any of you, you know when, when we move house, I hate it. No, no. You know you'll be excited about the move. But the work involved in the move is a problem. 
to the place that you're going to abide. I hope you're listening to me. The it's long, long, long stuff. You know why? You got to move out many things. So somebody says, oh, this house is beautiful. This house is beautiful. Yes, it's beautiful until you have to move it. So you can move house, but what you actually move is the home. So you move your home into another house. So now listen to this. God, when you want to move into God, oh my days. When you want to move into God, it is going to be the hardest thing because there, there are you're moving your home. Pay attention to the words that I say. Now you're shifting your attention to the things that you were previously had attention on and you're now putting your attention on God. So now he says, pay attention to the words that I say. Now you know what you have to do. Do you know when you're trying to pay attention to God's word and then all of a sudden you pick up your phone real quickly to see who's hollered at you? Because let me tell you, some people have made Instagram their home. Their, 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 their home exists on that place or on WhatsApp. What are people saying now? Or what is somebody, so-and-so saying about me? What is this person saying about this? So they've turned that place into their home because that's where they dwell. They continue there. Your home is wherever you continue. So now they've turned it into their home. But when you're now trying to move into you move your home into God, you know that can be the hardest thing sometimes. And let me tell you this very quickly. You can have you could have dwelt in God before, but what happened was you got distracted about the with the progress that God Himself gave to you. So now you switch from, from your home in God to the things you now do. And you know you even say things like, Oh, this is now my, my home with God. No, no, your, your home will always be the place where you rest. It can't be. Your, your, your service cannot be your prayer to God. There's got to be a, a resting place. Do you know the day, this is how abiding is supposed to be. Your mountain and God will collide. And they will mix to become your rest. But you can't have your mountain be your resting place until you've rested and abided in God. So, so look at this now. He says, pay attention to my words. Turn your ears to my saying. This is you moving your furniture out of the house you previous or the home you previously existed in into the new house called God. But go on. Do not let them out of your sight. Do not let them out of your sight. So there's going to be a period in your life. Process seed now. Seed, the seed church, right? The seed church. There's going to be a processing or a spirit in your life where you're just sitting with the word of God. And in that word, you're not allowing it to come out of your sight. Why? Because remember, you are a seed to God. You're a fruit to the world. But how do you become a fruit to the world? By not allowing the word out of your sight. Go for it. Keep them within your heart. Keep them within your heart all my days. Now God is beginning to move into your heart. So as you, as you move into his house, which is his words, He's going to then move them into your heart. He moves them into your heart. And as they're in your heart, he says, keep them there. Don't allow his words to be visitors. You know, when you hear a, 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 a periscope 
or you hear a SoundCloud and then you repent, the word just visited. But then you go back to continue in what you were continuing in before. Now that is that means that the word visits your heart. But he says it, keep them in your heart. Why should you keep them in your heart? For they are life to those who find them. For these words are fruit. Fruit is life. Mm. You know, I keep talking about this young lady who Minister Mimi I've put in charge of. This young lady, every day I call her, she's changing. And I'm not, all I'm calling her is, how are you? Let me tell you, some of you know this girl. This girl is the rudest of the rudest. I'm telling you, forget, forget what you know as rude. You think people are rude. This girl is the rudest of the rudest. But every time I call her now, you see life. You're beginning to see life. I even just went to sneak on her Instagram. I don't know if you do the same thing. I went to sneak on her Instagram and you know when Christians start, right? You know when they just starting to become Christian, they'll start putting up quotes like something good is going to come into your life today. I don't mind that though. I don't mind that. That's because you know what it is, yeah? That is showing me that life. So please remember this. On the mountain, you will be the word that people read without speaking. Very gentle out of nowhere just becomes so gentle and I'm just looking at it and I'm saying okay now this is life so all I do is I just FaceTime her every night I just FaceTime and say how are you doing what's up what's going on and she and she'll be pretending like ah why are you always FaceTiming me but you can see her heart that she loves this you know why because you see what I have to do what I'm responsible what your response in your mountain, you'll be the word people will be reading without you speaking. Exactly, because you don't need to speak in order for somebody to read you. You don't need to speak in order for somebody to know that there's life here. And there will be life there. Oh, I love that actually. Let me repeat that one more time. You don't need to speak in order for someone to read you. Have you ever opened a book and the book started speaking to you? Yes, it started speaking to you because you read it. There's scriptures that speak to you because you read it. God doesn't speak, you read him. Uh, I hope you know, I hope you know that that is actually, that's actually a, a, a sign, a prophetic sign that I will not speak, but you will read me. If you can read me, you will know me. And if you know me, you will change based on what you read. So now I'm looking at everything and I'm saying, okay, he says, keep your words in my heart. Because out, out of them, he says, if you do, you will find life. Okay, read on. For they are life to those who find them. For they are life to those who find them. You have to become life to people who find you. Because you found the words. So yes, they are life to those who find them. And health to one's whole body. And health to one's whole body. So you know when you get into God, right? It's like you become, you look healthier when you really are. You know, I, I can't lie to you. You begin to, something about you, it, 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 it breathes off health. That this person is healthy. I don't know. Health is, you know, as much as I believe in um medicine i believe in the practice of uh, medicine and i believe in doctors and i believe in all of those things i believe that health is a state 
that if and I know Pastor Evan can be watching right now that or or even the young ones, health is a state that you you get sick based on the state of your body. Do you understand? So it is not that you were sick and then your body became sick. Your state entered into sickness and then your body responded to your state. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. I know Pastor Evan will be able to help us a lot more. That your body responds to your state, not your state responding, not your body, um, not your state responding to your body. So it's first of all that you're healthy, then your body responds to your health. Do you understand? So if you see somebody growing or they're getting healthier, or you see that their insides are good and this and that, it is a state of the the mind over matter, health. So it, it is a state of the heart. Your heart is healthy, the rest of the body will be healthy. So now let's take it into different areas of your life. If it is if your finances will be healthy, it is because the home called the heart has the words of health. Ah. Uh. Sickness is a response to the state of your body. Thank you. So, so now, so now God says it is health to those who finance. I mean, who find it. So now I'm talking about finance and I'm like, okay, if I want my finances to be healthy, I first of all have to find the words that produce health. And guess what? I can't just find them and then visit my home. You know, doctors do home visits. But let me tell you something. You will be better off if you have a doctor living in your house. Why? Because he will tell you how to keep healthy. Like the house of medics. So now, so moving on, he says they are health to those who find them, yes? Above all else, uh -huh. guard your heart. Above all else. There's three times in scripture I've seen above all else. He says, I wish above all things. That thou mayest prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. <laughs> thou mayest prosper and do what? Be in health. But So be in health. You would feel like that is just keep healthy. No, he said be in health. Let every area of your life be healthy. So he says be in health. You can exist in health. My days. Health does not exist in you. You exist in health. So there's an area called health. Oh my God. There's a there's a, an arena called health that you can exist in. A home called health that you ex have, can exist in. So you can allow health to move into your heart. Oh, I'm sorry. Thou mayest prosper and be in health. Live inside of health because health exists in God. That's why we will forever believe in healing. Why? Because health exists in God. So healing is not actually... Listen, healing is not actually something... Things like unforgiveness can even cause sickness. Wow, there you go. So, because unforgiveness does not exist inside of health. So now, we're discovering that healing is actually a center. It's a center called health. That thou mayest prosper and be in health. So there's a center called health that God created that if you exist and continue in that center, where does that center exist? Inside of the words. So he says, if you exist and continue in that center, that you will be healthy or you will receive healing because you've moved home. So he says, above all else, do what? Guard your heart. Uh-huh. For everything you do flows from it. Guard your home because everything you do. Let me tell you something. 
the testimony you choose to keep now makes more sense. Exactly. Because it is everything. God your house above all. Uh, God ab above all else. God your heart. Now, remember, change that word heart for home. Let me ask you a question. Most times, your favorite food will be based on the home you grew up in. Yes or no? So, let me bullet like this. Guard your home above, above all else. Guard your home because everything you eat will flow from it. Right? Because, yes, you now have, you eat, if you're from like Nigeria like I am, in terms of country, that's where we, your mom will cook pounded yam. So, or your mom will cook eba. Or your mom will cook whatever. And you will eat it. Right? So, he says, when guard your heart with all diligence because everything you do flows from it so from your home everything you will now do outside everything you will now be outside flows from it remember when some of your dads tried to make you lawyers your dad tried to create a home without existing in a home first do you understand that so or that's if your dad is not somebody that is is prosperous and did it there he tried to create a home without existing in a home first. So then what happened was you said, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing this. You rebelled against that home that he was trying to create because you, he did not stem from the original home called the word. Now, listen to me. So everything you do will flow from your heart because your heart will be your first home. Remember I said it, house is for mind. So house is for capacity, home is for family. Everything you do, some of the things you guys are doing now, extend, it, it, it is an extension of the home called Spat Nation. Guard your heart. Let's look at that in a few more translations Message. and then we'll go back to John chapter 15. Message, let's do this. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. Keep vigilant watch. Can I mix the two scriptures together now? Keep vigilant watch over your heart because God rests there. If Pastor Toby came to stay a week in your in your house, or I'm just saying house for whatever, do you know what your house will become? A five-star hotel. I'm just using Pastor Toby because I know many of us honor him. So it will become a five-star hotel. You all of, all of a sudden you start doing bed and breakfast. You know, you know you would. You just hear the no. Sir, can I get you anything this morning? Um, we have this, we have that. You have this, you have that. Your house will become a five-star. Bed sheet will change every day. <laughs> it will become a five-star hotel. I'm telling you, room service. You even create mobile, especially for just the call. Like, just, sir, just tap zero and you can get us at any of seven-star. Exactly. Just tap zero. We have, we have this. We have that. We 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 have everything. So you you just even create. Just tap zero if you need me. It will come right through. You even develop walkie talkie. You know what I mean? It's like it's like say you just like I said. Just twist this button this way, and if you need me, I'll be there. Pa exactly. Panic button. Panic button. Why? Why is that? And why am I saying that? Do you know what you're doing? Vigilant watch. There in a flash. Exactly. Don't forget 24-hour security. You stop turning to your house members. 
Man the door. Man the door. Nobody must knock on this door. No, if, if anybody knocks on this door, it's your head. Your house will become the, you know, the center, the five-star hotel. You, you just, you, you'll be on alert, vigilant watch. Vigilant. No, there's no way if you even breathe fast. Exactly. And you know, you know when don't even walk past the door. Because you, so you know when you've got some people around you and you introduce them to Pastor Toby and you're looking at them like, don't be a fool. <laughs> you know that minute like it's like ah this could go right or this could go left because it's like i know this man in his private time he says so many stupid things but i just now just be right in your mind in the name of jesus and you're just praying in your heart that look don't be a fool you know and you're even looking at them like okay let's watch what this man will say now <laughs> exactly like when Ofsted would come to schools <laughs> I think I saw a picture the other day like there was a young man here yeah, hiding like behind a pole but you could see his body and it said something like don't mind me pretend as if I'm not here and <laughs> you saw that picture <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's like when Ofsted is, is in school but he's like they're right in your face but they're like pretend as if I'm not here <laughs> Um, unbelievable. Ofsted, they had so many teachers on ropes. You know the teacher that used to be chatting rubbish when you were in the class? And then Ofsted was there. And then all of a sudden, hello guys, we're going to have an awesome session today. I said, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, exactly, quiet. Quiet as a man. Even the teacher will start begging you. He said, okay, guys, we're having Ofsted week, so please, guys, be on your best behavior. You know what? Even after that, what we can do is you guys can go back to being idiots. But for the week, just be on your best behavior. Different vocabulary. There were things that your teacher knew that you didn't know. Now the university degree is coming out. Before, it didn't. But now it's like, and you know the worst of the worst stu um, students? They will now, you know, my teacher, when Ofsted was around, they will now come and look at my paperwork and say, oh, Sam, this is brilliant. <laughs> but you know, me in class, I was a terrorist. So that was just stunning. Wow, very good, Sam. This is awesome. Keep going. Thinking, ah. There was one teacher I remember, Miss Stevens, black lady. Oh my God, when I catch that woman. Life will bring me back to that woman, I'm telling you. You know those women, you can be so much better than you are. But you know, they're not saying it as in they want you to become better. It's like, oh, I have my son and he's a brilliant child in school. When I see him, I'm going to say, how's your son now? Anyway, but remember why I said this in the first place. Vigilant watch. Okay, I'm behaving, I'm behaving. The oil of Pastor Toby is just flowing. Can you feel it? So, vigilant watch now. Remember why I said this? <laughs> Remember why I said this in the first place? Oh, this is Bibbs. I don't... I, again, I need to... You need to message me, though. You need to message me. Remember, guys. Now, let's focus. Let's focus. Remember why I said this? Vigilant watch. Remember I said, Pastor Toby came into your house, everything will be, there will be no noise in the house. It's vigilant watch. 
If somebody laughs too loud, I can just imagine Pastor Alicia in this house. If somebody laughs too loud and Pastor Toby is here, she will go down and say, excuse me, excuse me. Do you not know? Do you not know that Pastor Toby is upstairs? And, and that's the way it would have to be. I would support it because that's the way it would have to be because it's vigilant watch. It's vigilant watch. So what do we say? Now, let's read that scripture again. Above all things, go for it. Message, though, sir. Message, yeah. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. Exactly. That's where life starts. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. That is where life starts. So life hasn't started. Life hasn't started for some people. I know you have it. I, life hasn't started for some people because they haven't watched their heart. They allow all kinds of things to live there. You know, people can be passionate about their leader more than the leader. You know, like, and it's good. I don't think that's wrong. But you know, like, people can, when some people are talking about their leader, and yes, it should be like, okay, walk away or, don't get me wrong, if somebody was talking about Pastor Toby, I would really go for them. But what I'm saying is, I wouldn't make it a career. Because I have to watch who lives in my heart. So let's round this up now. So he said, keep vigilant watch. Vigilant watch. And that's why I used that example. It was funny, but it's also true. Now imagine you watch your heart like that. Imagine you watch the things that surround your home. Because remember... That's where life starts. Have you got five more minutes for me? Have you got five more minutes? I know I've been on, I've been talk, preaching for like an, almost an hour now, but give me five more minutes and I'm done. Um, let's read one or few more, uh, one more translation of that and then let's Amplified, go. Sir. Got seven minutes. <laughs> go for it. Amplified. Watch over your heart with all diligence. Watch over your heart with all diligence. You know what diligence derives from? daily so it says watch over your heart daily you know i don't not i do not not support netflix and those things but let me tell you something i only support it if you also have a daily heart watch because otherwise i was saying it to the guys the other day otherwise utred would have moved in you know sometimes you know you can go to sleep and you can be thinking about the series that you didn't continue because you were tired and, it's, and then all of a sudden, while you're mid-sleep, you're thinking about the shows. Like, it's there. Like, what's going to happen to so-so-and-so next? Yeah. Like, trust me, I remember one time I was just sleeping. And all that was going on in my head is, Utred Ragnison. And I'm thinking, ah. But you know what that is? Lack of heart check. So it's got to, you've got to check the heart. You've got to check the heart constantly. Daily heart check. Daily. If it's not daily, it's going to be, it's not diligent. I'm going to say that again. If it's not daily, it's not diligent. So I've got to check my heart. I've got to make sure because why? Dil check, diligently checking your heart or guarding your heart. Why? We've got to know that it's got to be a situation of above all things. 
Remember above the day that you just had. Above the thing that went wrong or the thing that went right. Guard your heart. Why does What does the amplifier say about it? Watch over your heart with all diligence. Mm. For from it flows the springs of life. It says for from it flows the springs of life. So let's go back to John chapter 15 and let's finish off. Message in John 15. Message in John 15. Go for it. Live in me. Live in me. Yeah. Make your home in me as I do in you. He said live in me. Make your home in me as I do in you. Did you hear that? He said make it there. Make your home in me as I do in you. Continuing the message. Let's see what the message says. In the same way that a branch cannot bear grapes by itself. In the same way a branch, remember we started with fruit bearing. The ultimate um, point of believer is not to be a church man, it's to be a fruit man. Remember I started, you are a seed to God. Home is made with God. You are fruit to the world. You are a seed to God. You have fruit to the world. Crowds do not gather around seed. They gather around fruit. So he says, make your home in me the same way a grape cannot, uh, a branch cannot, um, whatever it says, I can't remember. You say it. In the same way that a branch can't bear fruit by itself. Can't bear fruit by itself, yeah. But only by being joined to the vine. Only by being joined. Now we're going there. So what does it mean to abide? To join. Uh, is to join and to remain joined. Go for it. JB Phillips. Go on. For just as the branch cannot bear any fruit Mm -hmm. unless it shares the life of the vine. Unless it shares the life. If God doesn't live, you don't share the life. What are trap houses? They're the sharing of life. Oh my days. They're the sharing of life. That's why, look, what is the next level or the new generation nation takers, the new presidents and the new... um, the new owners of industries, they will know how to share life. Do you know what the CEOs of before did? They created life for themselves and they employed everybody else. But what you and I will do is that we will share life with everybody. They will be partakers of the life that you have. You won't be partakers of the life they have. They will learn how to participate of your life because you participate of God's life. <laughs> so he says, read it, continue. Let me not stop you. Go for it. Jamie Phillips. Go on. One step back. Yeah. You must go on growing in me, yeah. and I will grow in you. My days. So look at that. You take to remember I said to you last week, I am not the influencer, God is. Yeah. So he says, You grow in me. Sam grows in God, God grows in me. Then what happens? The world is influenced by God that is growing inside of me. So me, I know, so I know this, that, look, there's an extent to which God has grown in me. Just allow God to keep growing in me and the world will eat of me. (coughs) So then what else does he say? For just as the branch Mm. cannot bear any fruit unless it shares the life of the vine, so you can produce nothing unless you go on growing in me. So you cannot produce nothing unless you go on. Remember, to abide means to continue. So people start growing. They see little growth. Then all of a sudden, they're, they're the big shot. I'm looking at you you're like your baby. You're a child. You ain't grown. 
You should, you would have grown, you were grown, but you stunted your growth because you thought you were grown. Your job is not to look at your growth. Your job is to make a home in God. Yeah, so it's then what does it say? Continue. You can continue in any translation you're liking at the moment. I don't mind. Message. Yeah. Back to living okay live in me yeah make your home in me just as i do in you mm -hmm. in the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself mm. but only by being joined to the vine mm. you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me okay go for it NKJV i'm sorry NIV. no no just go just continue reading okay go for it i am the vine you are the branches. Yeah. When you're joined with me and I with you, yeah. the relation intimate and organic, yeah. the harvest is sure to be abundant. The harvest is sure to be abundant. So if you want abundant money, don't fall to this, oh yeah, do your business well. You've got to do your business well. You know we believe in excellence, don't get me wrong. But you've got to abide better. It says there will be abundant harvest when you learn how to abide, when you learn how to continue. So you go back to the NIV and let's, let's finish this now. Yes, verse seven, just jump straight to verse seven. If you remain in me yeah. and my words remain in you, yeah. ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. End of, end of story. If you remain in me, remember, make your home. Remember what I said, moving out of the house and putting all the furniture in another house if you remain in me and i my words so what does it mean for god to move into a man his words moving make a home for god's words you know that's difficult because look at god's words like the furniture you're gonna have to get the removal van you're gonna have to start offloading words in it's gonna be painful you know sometimes when you're doing it you want to you want to, you've, you've done enough for one day. So you say, okay, we'll move the rest in tomorrow. Do you get what I'm saying? And you just keep moving these words in. You keep moving them in. And as you do that, guess what happens? You'll become, God's home, you're now taking the home you now have become to that mountain. And people will now start living inside of you. Men are created to live inside of other men. So the question I end with is, what does your home look like? Is it a torture period where, they, where they're playing loud music? You know, bass, 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 bass is going on in, his, in the head there. Or is it a place, a place of rest? Remember, let's end with the definition of abide one more time. Yes, sir. Go for it. To rest or to dwell. To rest or to dwell. Yep. To continue permanently or in the same state. To continue permanently or in the same state, yes. To remain. To remain. Mm. Is there any more for yes, me? Yes, sir. Go for it. And to be firm and immovable. And to be firm and immovable. So that word you're looking at, those words you're looking at, you will be firm and immovable that whether up, down, side, right, right, left, it doesn't matter to you. You're going to remain firm and immovable that this is where I will build my home. Build your home in God's words. Have you been blessed today? Yes, Have you been blessed today? Um, again, like I said to you, these scopes are not for revelations. They're for reminders that point us towards destiny. So every morning from 1045 
And of course, there's no midday scope today, so I was a bit cheeky. I did a bit more.